from stitching giant trout costumes to making trips to local thrift stores, costume designers sew together the fabric of Northwestern student productions. A character's costume tells the audience who they are. They bring the productions to life. But how do they get made? From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Kiara Kim. This is Pod Culture, a podcast about arts and culture on campus and beyond. In this episode, student costume designers take us through their process, from the first read-through to the main stage. Just now that I'm in person, I actually get to really get my hands on with things, try new things I've never done before. Like in the fall, I made trout costumes, like full, huge trout costumes. That's McCormick sophomore Jasmine Ali Diaz. She said it was pretty easy for her to take on costume designing roles at Northwestern her freshman year. Since then, she's done costume design for many productions, including The Dolphin Show, the nation's largest student-produced musical. Communication freshman Sophie Schaefer also found it easy to get involved in design at NU. I first signed on as an assistant designer, and then I worked my way up to being a lead designer for shows. The process for designing costumes includes a lot of attention to detail and an understanding of theater as an art. They start by reading through the script. Once for the story, once to, you know, nail down each character, and then I read it again to track when each costume changes. And I kind of come up with some of my own preliminary ideas. I consume a lot of costume design things. I just really like keep track of like fashion and designer shows and also just costume design from musicals I really enjoy. After this initial brainstorming, the designers check in with the director or producer of the show. I always try to serve my director in whatever their vision is. I always enjoy like the initial meeting with the director because it really gives a guiding lens for where all the design work will be to just ensure that all the design work meshes. Depending on the show's needs, designers either source their costumes from stores or construct the pieces themselves. Either way, they create a piece list a spreadsheet that includes details about every costume in a production. I send out the piece list to the entire team, and then I harass the team to, like, please <laughs> fill out the piece list um, if you have anything that you'd like to let me borrow. If possible, they try to find said pieces at thrift stores. And if there's still things I need to get that I can't find thrifting, either I reconsider if I really need it or I buy it new from my Amazon. Certain pieces, however, need to be constructed from scratch. Jasmine worked on costume design on The Lightning Thief this winter. For the character Grover, who is half man, half goat, they needed to create furry legs. When the day begun, I had never made pants before. I had no idea how to make pants, and by the end of the day, I had made a pair of pants. So it's just like, just trying to figure things out. I got to pay to be flexible as a costume designer. Jasmine said she doesn't have a set space for doing her work. She's made costumes everywhere from the second floor of Norris University Center to the Kresge Hall Sculpture Room. They work wherever's convenient and try to avoid bothering their roommate by using their loud sewing machine at odd hours. I worked in the common room of Allison. I was at one of those high tables. The table was so high, I had to be like standing up. Like not even, I was half sitting in the chair. I'd stick my whole leg out to get to actually the pedal for the sewing machine, which is quite a time. Jasmine said the time it takes for the costume process, from petitioning to be on the design team to putting final touches on the costumes, can take anywhere from three weeks to a whole quarter, depending on the show. One consideration, she said, is how to pay for the costumes. A lot of times when you're working on student theater, you're kind of forced to like front money and then have to be reimbursed later. Unfortunately, I can't really do that a lot because that's just not the financial situation I'm in. 
Jasmine then has to wait for a check advance or for the purchase order to process through the student organization finance office. It can delay design production for the whole show. With certain shows, even though I already had my design done for like weeks, I only had a handful of weeks actually to put everything together. While it's not as heavy a commitment as being a cast member, costume design isn't low commitment either. Sophie says sourcing, like thrifting at Chicago area thrift store village discount outlet, usually takes a few days. Beyond the costume fittings during tech week and dress rehearsals, design teams often meet weekly to make sure everyone is on the same page. I think that touching base and making sure that everybody is kind of operating within the same vision is super important. There's just a constant line of communication, constant updates, usually like letting your producer know when you've sourced things, how much of the budget you're spending. It's a very collaborative process. Many student productions have both designers and design assistants. According to Sophie, designers and assistants do somewhat similar work, and they all collaborate to achieve their goals. For the most part, assistants do still have a fair amount of creative freedom. They're always welcome to come up with extra ideas, but the lead designers generally take on more of the broader concepts. Communication sophomore Grace Coolis, who was an assistant costume designer on The Dolphin Show, added that the amount of work designers have to do depends on the nature of the production. The Dolphin Show requires three assistants and a draper, or someone who sews costumes. It depends on how many people you have, what you have access to. I don't personally have a sewing machine. I would have to borrow one making stuff, and sewing typically gets done by yourself just because it's annoying to have to move around fabric between people. Grace usually focuses more on scenic design. She's been a set designer for multiple production companies, but she's learned a lot from costuming, both in her introduction to costume design class and for student productions. I really enjoyed my classes, getting to do my renderings and watercolor designs and all of that. I really enjoyed that and having to have a process that's my own. Jasmine said they loved the people they have worked with and the productions they have worked on. One costume in particular stood out to her. I keep mentioning these damn trout costumes, but I, like that, that was the first big piece I've ever sewn. And there's a roadblock after roadblock with those costumes. It was really a time. But I'm just really proud of how they turned out. And then they actually ended up using those costumes for JTE's production of Big Fish. I think it's really funny that they're kind of being passed around now. Some of Sophie's favorite productions also included unconventional elements. She started as an assistant designer for She Kills Monsters in the winter. It was kind of a crazy show because it's all like, Dungeons and Dragons. So we had to make a lot of fantasy costumes, which was a combination of sourcing and then making things from scratch, which was totally, you know, unconventional and crazy. She was also the costume designer for The Haunting of Hill House, a senior thesis project this spring for a student in the theater department. That was really fun because I got to play with modern and vintage costumes, but it wasn't super restrictive because it wasn't necessarily a period piece. Sophie loves how costume design gives her the chance to impact the general theme of a show through elements like color scheme and silhouette. I think that my favorite part of costume design is you can really transform a character with a costume in a way that not a lot of other departments can do. You have a lot of say in the way that every character is presented on stage. I think that's really, really cool. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Kiara Kim. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod Culture. This episode was reported and produced by me. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Lucia Barnum. The digital managing editors are Will Clark and Katrina Pham. And the editor-in-chief is Jacob Fulton. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcast on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear more episodes like this.